Genre. Hi and welcome everyone to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the podcast where we are watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 1990 live action movie, one black screen looking minute at a time. I am your host, Scott Tofty, and with me are your regulars, Mr. Chris O'Connor. hey Ms. Rachel Gatlin. Hi. And Mr. Adam Sheehan. Hello. Uh, so thank you guys for joining us here at Ninja Turtles Minute. We're looking at Minute One this week, which is uh, starting off with a black screen and a rather familiar violin cue. And uh, it ends with a shot of a newspaper with a very ominous headline stating that city crime escalates. Um, so let's let's start off right at the beginning. We get this black screen. The very first thing that we see is the uh, the New Line Cinema logo with that sort of uh, pretty slightly melancholy string sound, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't really, I don't, I don't know how many other movies I remember seeing that were new line. Like every once in a while I catch one and every time I see it, it's always like, Oh, that's the Ninja Turtles thing. It's like, to me, it's like, you know how when you watch star Wars, it's the 20th century Fox fanfare. Like mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, now I know star Wars is coming. Not anymore. Yeah, not, not anymore. Oh, break my heart, guys. <laughs> Weirdest part about it, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, seriously. But like this, the New Line Cinema, I don't know, jingle, you can call it. It's just, it's always Ninja Turtles for me. I don't know what it is, but it's like it, every single time I just think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I kind of remember like, I don't know, flipping to a movie channel and seeing that and hoping, hoping that it was the Ninja Turtles movie. See, I was I, I was a horror junkie in like middle school and high school, so that that always correlates to Nightmare on Elm Street for me. Yeah, it was a, New Line had the whole franchise. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, I don't know how long it took me to realize that it was actually like a film frame. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like ladders or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just, like for the longest time I had no idea. Like you know how you look at a logo and you're just like, oh look, that's like it's an abstract thing. It doesn't mean anything. And then that like, gets stuck in your head forever until somebody points out, hey, that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It it's just, like it's like the Disney logo. I, it didn't occur to me that that was a D. Like I thought it was some uh, weird backwards symbol for the Disney. longest time. I always thought yeah, it was a G. G. Yeah, backwards yeah. G. I never, never thought it was uh, Disney. Now, something I want to point out, most people that are, uh, are watching this nowadays, um, when you see that New Line Cinema logo, it now says a Time Warner company underneath it. Oh. But New Line wasn't bought out by Time Warner until like 1994 and then merged in 96. They were an independent film company. Like when this movie came out, it was an indie flick. It was not a big studio. It was turned down by like several studios yeah they were the they were the lion's gate of that era mm-hmm. the, they'll will will purchase and distribute literally anything kind of yeah distribution it was like company it was i did a little bit of research on this it was started by like this 27 year old dude in his apartment in new york city in 1967 and their main gig at the beginning was distributing foreign films and art films to like college campuses hmm. um 
You guys ever seen uh, uh, Reefer Madness? Have you ever seen that? It's like a PSA. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I, I saw it as a special uh, special uh, feature on the uh, Reefer Madness movie musical DVD. Yeah, saw, so, saw it. I lived it. <laughs> <laughs> you axe murdered your family after smoking a marijuana cigarette? <laughs> uh, not quite. I mean, that's paraphrasing, but yeah. Yes, it was out of a bowl. It wasn't a cigarette. <laughs> Um, well, then that's safe. <laughs> but that was like their first big hit. That was their first like thing. And I mean, it was sort of like an ironic hit, but that was their big sort of break. <laughs> and then Nightmare on Elm Street was like their, their sort of uh, coming out to the yeah, they, pop. They didn't, they, they weren't quite releasing just anything. Like I remember as a kid, I remember as a kid, like seeing that, that logo was a little, that was more high quality than like Canon films or uh, Canon films would put out anything. Full Moon Entertainment was another one. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, well, I mean, look at it this way. So 96, it merges with Time Warner. 2008, it merged with Warner Brothers. And they also have put out Lord of the Rings, The mm-hmm. Hobbit, The Rush Hour movies, so many Jackie Chan movies, the Austin <laughs> Powers movies, Vacation, Elf. Like, they're, they went from this little indie company to this sort of, like, big film distribution powerhouse. And I would say that probably most of that was because of the success of Ninja Turtles. Well, and... Uh Elm Street. I mean, Elm Street and was Elm kind Street. of their golden goose. Yeah, but this is the Turtles podcast. So. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just saying. As far as we're concerned, it's all because of Turtles. So, I mean, the other thing is, dude, like Ninja Turtles, when it came out, was the highest grossing independent movie of all time, I think. The budget was like $13.5 and it pulled in a lot. Wow. Uh, it pulled in over, oh man, opening weekend was like $25 million and eventually pulled in like $135 million in North America alone. Uh, according to Wikipedia. So not bad for a dude in his apartment in 1967, you know, starting Mm -hmm. up his own little film distribution. Man, what the hell are we doing with our lives? (laughs) Little did he know that four giant mutant turtles would, uh, would bring his ship in. Yeah, it would be his cash cow. It's, it's, Amazing how many people that can be said about at this point. <laughs> yeah, if only we had known those four mutant ninja turtles would have made us a buttload of money. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a number of people who probably said that. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, Eastman and Lair, the creators, at least. This dude, New Line Cinema guy. Um, as, as we go on, we get this really cool shot of Manhattan, sort of from the southwest of the island. I live in New York City now. Um, I have for about six years, so I always find it really interesting now when I see movies about New York because I sort of subconsciously find myself going, all right, now where is that? What angle are we looking at the island from? Do I know this place? Have I been there? Mm. Um, And the only thing I can say on this one is there's like, you can sort of see, I think, what is the corner of Liberty Island at about 34 seconds. So that's how I know we're looking from like this sort of south west end of the island with the beautiful twin towers standing in a very nice yep. picture of the skyline very uh very dated yeah and hazy yeah. Wow. like it's mm-hmm. a, like you can see that level of kind of smog and haze yeah they used to like hang over new york late 80s new york ozone <laughs> it was a different world back then man new york was yeah. a totally different place it certainly was um i'm kind of glad i wasn't around here then because i <laughs> yeah. i don't know man it just yeah, reminds me like of that. 80s of New that, York was uh, different. That Family Guy joke. What no, was that it? wasn't Ted. That I went to the. Oh, I yeah. was in New York in the eighties, and I did not feel safe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I had the before. We, before we went to Germany, uh, which you know we talked about in the pilot episode. Like I, my 
my dad was stationed at West Point, so we were there for three years. And some of my earliest memories are, uh, you know, the ones that stick out are going to see my uncle, uh, who had a had an apartment. He had a studio apartment in. I can't really remember where in the city he had it, but he had an awesome apartment because he did ballet. And uh, we went we went there a number of times. And I remember the city, and it's really different from the New York City I've been to as an adult. Mm-hmm. Oh my uh, god! It, it, it was it was a sort of space where I'm like, "Mommy, Daddy, don't leave me alone." It's amazing yeah. how different it was from when I used to visit. You know, I came down when I was in college around two thousand five, six, seven, around then how different it is now, even 10 years later. It's incredible how much change happens, how quick it changes here, too. Things change here really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, construction, like where buildings, like they seem to just move sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Not entirely sure how that happens. Um, but yeah, so we get that cool shot of New York. We get some some cool shots of people milling about down some busy street with some skinny ties and some big hair and some shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. Oh, the big hair. And jacket oh my God. pants. Jacket, jacket pants. Yeah, big, big glasses and... Giant fur coats. So <laughs> I'm pretty I, sure I, that's Sally Jesse Raphael at like 25... Uh, 34 seconds in. Well, I, I, I'm wondering if it's a man in drag or just a really ugly woman. It's it's difficult to she's, determine. I think she's just old. <laughs> I mean, listen, that that woman, I probably see her about thirty times a week. Yeah, the, those down. are like seven hundred dollar glasses too. Nineteen ninety, right. right? And if she has all this money, what is she doing in this part of Manhattan? She should be like on the Upper West Back Side. to get robbed. Right? Here's the thing: that's entirely possibly like a swanky section of Manhattan in nineteen ninety. Yeah, that's <laughs> like that's like Fifth Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just it belies the point that uh, they're trying to make that April's talking about in this scene about the city having so much trouble and being so high in crime is like they really captured sort of like the 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 grittiness. God, I hate that word. And uh, <laughs> like the just the dirty danger of New York City. The dirty danger. Wait, like, the dirty think, danger. Think Chicago today. Mm-hmm. That was New York in 1990. Wow. I yeah. mean, not to make light of a terrible situation, but, you know. And uh, I, I'm, I'm I'm not unconvinced that the guy selling newspapers is David Crosby. <laughs> oh my god! Well, listen, he was in Hook, so I wouldn't put it past him. He seems to be an aspiring actor. Just randomly show up in movies, <laughs> be a guy sitting there. His life has fallen apart, and now he's just selling newspapers. Please buy my magazines. <laughs> <laughs> He's just humming that under his breath. <laughs> Remember when I was a rock star? Yeah. I love all the uh, the shots. Like, there's a shot of April on the TV there with her. Uh, oh, God, that hair. That hair. Um, but, like, there's yep. a some flyer magazine behind him, and I'm pretty sure I see Johnny Rotten on the cover. There's a lot of, of sex pistols in this. In this yeah, movie. there's a lot of sex pistols in this movie. This is like the very first appearance of something sex pistols related, but we'll get to much more. Yeah. Like it's and it's bizarre because it's 1990. Like yeah, the, like even like even the whole thing with Sid that that had already happened, right? Well, what right. was the what was the, what was the height for the sex pistols? Oh man, I, like 80. It's got to be like mid 80s. Okay, well, it's got to be like right post disco, pre sort of like. I mean, think about, it. think about everybody that would have would have worked on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. They oh, might have sure. been, you know, starting out in their careers, and for them, like, you know, that 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 whole thing, the Sex Pistols would have been big for them, like years yeah. ago, like their formative years, their college years, and they bring it with them. 
I'd be curious to find out which crew member it is that's like, listen, we're just going to put all the Sex pistol stuff in there and see if anyone notices. Like someone <laughs> doing the set dressing or the costuming or something is like just having a blast in this movie. He was just like John Lydon's nephew. He was like, I'm going to put my... <laughs> My, my uncle's my is, band everywhere. My in name this is movie. Chad. I'm from Chad Lydon. <laughs> <laughs> my uncle, my uncle John's got this band, and I just want to put him in. It's okay with you guys. They're going places. I know it. <laughs> if I put his stuff in my movie, maybe he'll buy me a good Christmas present. <laughs> um. Yeah. So the slow pan over, we see the uh, the New York Post with a uh, city crime escalates. Uh bearing witness to vision of crime, just like these totally doom and gloom headlines. And then also like the vanity fair cover with like dapper suit guy. And then like, there's a life magazine, there's a GQ, there's some magazine with some chick with a big Mm -hmm. hat. I I love looking at the old magazine covers. Bizarre. I don't know what. Back when magazines were still a thing. There's a Vogue in there. Is that rapping magazine? On the corner, I think, at 50 seconds in, rapping, Newsweek, <laughs> the get down. And um, something that, that like, the, there's one, it's, like, kind of out of focus, but the uh, the lettering almost looks like the Rick and Morty logo. Which is, I think that's the rapping thing. <laughs> that's that the rapping magazine, yeah. yeah. Rapping. Weird. Um, burger King, product placement. Crosby, yeah, Crosby is definitely eating some Burger King. Product I wonder who's on the cover of uh, Sports Illustrated in this show. Oh yeah, you can't even see the cover of it, can you? Maybe it's maybe it's OJ. Oh, that'd it, be it, crazy. It might be George OJ. Bush. There's Bush. I mean, yeah. 1990. Oh, it might be George Bush. That'd be. It was so. It would probably be. It would be an 89 yeah, up by the American flags just above Variety. There's definitely George Bush. Yeah. It's weird how many American flags were just in this shot too, because like a guy walks by in a jacket with an American flag patch on the back, and it's like the whole frame for a split second. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, USA number one stuff going on. Yeah. Um, one would think that it's a 1989 issue of Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Uh, so, just because I mean, that's may- maybe maybe it is OJ. We don't know. We'll it say it is. OJ. But yeah, let's just say I it's OJ. So. <laughs> None of us are really good at sports ball, just no. so you know. Sports ball. Throw the sports. It's a ball with a sport. Catch the ball. Um, Run. Yeah, that's funny. Um, there's like I'm, a I'm show so, flyer I'm, in I'm the I'm trolling the Sports Illustrated website now to see if I can find out who's on that issue. I'm having a hard time. <laughs> I'm sure we'll figure it out later. It's not important. This is the great thing about doing minutes... One at a time is I can look at the stupid things like uh, who's on the cover of Sports Illustrated in yeah. what <laughs> random month of 1989. I am seeing a lot of pictures of Kathy Ireland on the cover of the swimsuit oh. issue. Of I course. did not search specifically swimsuit issue, but I am now having a hard well, time. Well, I'm willing to <laughs> finding anything a, except a, a swimsuit. A great photos. deal of ra- of, of uh, Sports Illustrated's like you know Google search. Criteria is about the the swimsuit edition. Yeah, yeah, you're probably really right about that. You said you're having a um, hard time. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm finding anything yeah, other yeah, than. Yeah. Ha ha ha! <laughs> All right, I walked into that one. All right, well, we're just gonna let this one go then because there's okay. no winning this. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so sure there is. You found Kathy Ireland. I did find Kathy Ireland. <laughs> Can we talk about the crush I had on Kathy Ireland in the she, 90s? She Holy was. Cow. She was very pretty. She was yep, a very yep. lovely girl. Still is. Yes. Still very lovely. Um, yeah. And heck of an entrepreneur. She's got all kinds of ventures. Her and Cindy Crawford both are making bank nowadays, I think. Yep. And Cindy Crawford is selling that skincare that's probably made out of like 
babies. Baby blood. Yeah. <laughs> Baby tears. We get a lovely orphan blood. issue orphan of uh, blood. a lovely issue of National Enquirer, which mm-hmm. is I think pasted over the top of that same Johnny Rotten flyer that we saw before. Yep, yep. Yeah, and there's yeah. there's, and there's Oprah. Like some other flyer. Is that Oprah? It is Oprah. Yeah, that's Oprah. I'm trying to make out like what the headline is, but I can't get like a clean. It's such a low quality transfer onto the Blu-ray uh, that it's so hard to make out any background details. Yeah, like it that. is really yeah. unfortunate. But and there's like a show flyer that almost looks like the Batman logo. Uh huh. Yeah, I've been trying to figure out what that is forever. The the last thing I, we my, see, my bet would be Deflator Mouse. Oh yeah, maybe <laughs> that could be it. The last that thing we be. see is a, a New York Post. With uh, city crime escalates, chief of police is concerned about recent crime wave, which is good because it's it's good that your chief of police is concerned about that. Mm-hmm. I'd be nervous if it said the chief of police is not concerned. I find it odd that the New yeah. York Post has to state that in the headline. Yes, the police are concerned about crime. That was but the best quote they could get from him. The <laughs> world we live in in 1989, 1990, I suppose, is mm-hmm. that world. And I would just like to point out the bottom right corner of the newspaper. Yeah. It says, cop kills cop by accident. <laughs> cop kills cop by accident. <laughs> and, you, and you'll see that there's like no story that I no. guess is just pointing you to like somewhere in the rest of the issue where the rest of the story is. But it's just there. Like as a little blurb, cop kills cop by accident. I would love to get Have my hands day. on that prop and just see what the story was. Or if, the, I mean, there's no way that they put actual stories in there, right? No, and just pasted a fake. Someone had to make up that whole headline. That is, that is made see. up. There was paper. like one guy who's, he was working in a prop closet and they're like, we need you to have a whole bunch, just create a bunch of headlines to put on New York Post for the Ninja Turtles movie. And he was like, now is my moment yeah. to shine. <laughs> and he like, he killed it. I mean, it's all, all throughout this movie. They're just like, it's almost like the movie's being told in the background. Bearing witness to vision of crime. Yeah, it's like it's being told in the background. That is, that on is not these the best headlines. headline. <laughs> Somebody tried on that one, but it's kind of awkward. I did want to bring up. would have sent that one back. Sorry, I wanted to bring up the, uh, the Burger King cup in there. That might be our first yeah. instance of uh, product placement in this movie. Yeah, and it's, yep. and it's it was the only... old school Burger King logo, too. I saw that cup. On the side of the street, walking my dog the other day. I think Burger King is putting out retro cups now. No. Or at least very similar. Like, it was very, the the, the hues of red and yellow with the big bubbly letters. It, I didn't see the Burger King sandwich logo on it, but it had, like, the old school 80s letters. It didn't look all fancy and new. It looked very retro. Wow. Um, so that was exciting for me, finding garbage on the street that immediately reminded me of my <laughs> podcast. The throwback packaging is like the easiest way to get me to give you my money. Mm-hmm. Oh my like, God. In New York City, you can get the, uh, the glass bottles of Pepsi with like the super old school Pepsi logo on it. No way. And I you try get anything in New York. Uh, it's amazing what you can do here. You can make it here. We can sell it anywhere or something. I don't remember how the song goes. I don't think that's how that goes. <laughs> But yeah, the uh, the product placement begins at 50 seconds into this film. <laughs> Didn't you yeah. find a glass crystal Pepsi bottle? No, Some... it was a regular Pepsi bottle. But do you remember those like short kind of stubby glass bottles of Pepsi that had like a plastic cap? No. It was like it, it, it was like somewhere in between just the plastic bottles that we have now and the glass bottles that you had to have a bottle opener to open. But they uh. were like you can still get these kind of bottles at like beer distributors and stuff. They have usually tonic water comes in them, but they're like tiny. Oh, okay. It was one of those with a a plastic old school like '80s Pepsi logo on it. When I was I was, I was filming a, a a TV pilot a number of years ago, and we were clearing out the warehouse that we rented for studio space, and it was up in one of the rafters. 
like some construction guy had his lunch up there and he just left it there like 30 years ago for me to find. <laughs> Gross. It was like urban archaeology. <laughs> it's a relic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a couple other things I wanted to talk about in this episode. Uh, y- y- we all remember Ninja Turtles from mostly watching the VHS, and you guys brought up before we started recording a couple of the things that showed up at the beginning of the VHS tape. Adam, do you want to talk to us about the, the Pizza Hut commercial? Yeah, well, there's that, that Pizza Hut commercial with the kid playing in right field, and there's like this whole song in the background that's basically saying what's happening. <laughs> yeah, the narrating song about right field <laughs> with yeah. the kid who looks vaguely like the Where redhead the from. Grow. <laughs> I, I forgot the movie again. He looks like the redhead from like he's the guy Sandlot, Sandlot. or like the big green, You're but it's not me, him. Smalls. It's not him, me. but it is Goldberg as the catcher. Goldberg from uh, the Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. And then the other thing, we put the link to that in our show notes if you guys want to check that out too uh, and have a good little nostalgia kick. The other thing that we remembered is the old uh, the family home entertainment logo, which I think was the the video cassette distributor, I would assume. Mm-hmm. And I just man. man, that the the it's like finger painting almost. Remember that paper in elementary school where it had like the yeah, lines had the and lines. the dots through the yeah. middle that told you like yeah. how high your letters are supposed to be when you're writing them? Yeah, the little guide paper. So it's like that and it's like finger painting F, lowercase F, lowercase H, lowercase E, and it's got this like terrible like MIDI digital music synthesized kind of tune behind it. <laughs> but like, man, you package those two things together with the new line cinema jingle. And it's, I, I, I have to watch Ninja Turtles. You put that on. I'm just like, it's Ninja Turtles time. It hits yeah. it right in the member berries, <laughs> right in the member berries. Well, it's almost like, it's almost like the opening tones of the animated series for me. Like I would hear that from yeah, that sh- <laughs> like hear that from three rooms away. Like, Oh my God. Wait, can we all just, can you give me your best animated series opening sound real quick? Go. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> but it's, it's like, it's like the, the glass breaking right before stone cold comes out. You know, it's that Pavlovian response. Uh, and now we know, now we know that we have another thing in common, Adam. Well, we, we join us we've for our next for podcast, <laughs> the WWE Minute, ladies and gentlemen, coming in 2018, where we review oh God, a minute, minute of wrestling from the beginning of WWE right, until fine, now. I'll be over here. <laughs> um, I don't know. If I just take be, my Silverhawks and go home. I don't know if that would be an awful show or a funny show if you if you took an episode of Raw and just did it just one wrestling minute match. Minute. Oh my that's god, a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> Like, especially modern. Anyway, anyway. Um, that's about good. I'm about done for that minute. Hi, anyone else got anything they want to they hit before we go? I don't think no, so. I'm just going to sit here and like wax nostalgic over the FHE logo thing. I'm going to watch that uh, like on repeat to go to All sleep. right. Well, with, with that, we say thank you for joining, guys. Uh, make sure to uh, leave us some comments over at duelinggenre.com or on our Facebook page, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute. You can catch us at TMNT Minute on Twitter. Uh, and we want to, you know, have you check out all the other great Movies by Minute podcasts over on Dueling Genre and at MoviesByMinute.com. We want to thank our producer, Scott Corelli, and we'll catch you tomorrow for minute number two. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Cowabunga! Bye. <laughs>